This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. That's right, you, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again, just a half an hour and looser, if you can imagine that. Uh, if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every single month. A brand new sticker only available to you if you give it that $10 a month level. And they're all great. Anyway, you're a member of the Says Who Sticker Club at 10 bucks. Wow, what a club. Patreon.com slash says who. Wow. Wow. Oh, Dan, I wrote books. A mm-hmm. bunch of them. Yeah. You can read Just them. Just wrote any- one. Yeah. Magic. Tired. Well, that happens. <sighs> well, if you'd like to make Maureen more tired... You can order her books, so she has to write more books. And you can order them on the internet at kickbezosintheballs.org. That's our own little bookshop, where you can also get other books. There's some holidays coming up. Maybe you want to buy some books. That's a place you can buy some books. I mean, there's lots of places you can buy some books, especially if there's like a bookstore down the street from you. Go there and buy it. Yeah. If there isn't, or if there's only, you know, a giant thing, go to kickbezosintheballs.org. Buy some books. Hey, if you're buying things on the internet, you can also go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where we sell Says Who merchandise. You can also go to shop.dansinker.com where I sell a couple of patches and a bunch of you ordered patches last week, which is great. Thank you. And if you want to order more, hey, that would be great. How many more? Oh, like, you know, 450 or so. Okay. All right. We'll get there. The weather outside is frightful, but this fire I've set is delightful. It's in the middle of my office. My office is on fire, eyes on fire. I was doing a little bit of cleaning, and then the tree started leaning, and then I lit a candle under it. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I wasn't. I I started without really thinking, and I just went on the journey, which Man. is the story, the Maureen Johnson story, off the dome. Always, Dan. There's no plan. Whoop. To says who. The podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. I'm Maureen Johnson. Hi, Maureen. Dan, this is not a complaint. It's just a a statement of fact. Okay. I am so bone deep tired. Yeah. That I've been doing things like Googling how to rest. (laughs) Because clearly sleep isn't doing it. It's like the kind of thing where you're like, I just need to somehow... Rest deeper? I don't know. I know. I, the thing is, I cognitively know I have a medical condition that makes me. I really gunned it. Yeah. And now I'm. I'm. I have. I'm on the back end, which I knew was going to happen. But yeah. the thing is, I'm. I'm a always surprised. I'm like, wow, what do yeah. I do with this? How do I haul this? I and I'm busier now. Right. Because I have to do all the things that didn't get done. Yeah. Also, in anticipation of going to England for two Christmases. Right. That, but the thing is, the day I go to England, the book comes back. So I will be hmm. doing crew Christmases. And, so I have to also store the energy for the thing right. I'm about to do. But I'm also spending all the energy. Right. And that this just is, doesn't work. This is why I really think the next time you book a post-writing retreat, uh. you need to give yourself a five-day recharge where you just don't do shit. Go to a uh, place where they will make you the food. That's warm and you just float for like five days. Yeah, I guess I was like, why am I so tired? And then I'm like, well, I I cleaned the house. I did all the bills. I did all the shopping. I did yeah. all the, I was like hauling stuff around. I was like, well, I'll just do 12 hours of physical labor. And then I was yeah. like, oh, I'm really tired. Oh, right. I, yeah. that, that's why I'm tired. But then the other night I told you, I sent you a message. I was like, 
or we recorded our, our we bonus. We recorded the bonus, and you were speaking about how you were going to take a nice warm bath afterwards because your building had shut off the hot water earlier when you were attempting to take a shower. Yes. Well, as it turns out, Dan, what's actually going on is, so they must have, but also the hot water, I went to, to run it, and it was only tepid water coming out of the bathroom, Okay. That, out of the bathtub. But I was like, I'm having a bath doing it yeah so i had a thought dan because i'm uh-huh. smart you can't you can't outfox me dan yeah I'll... so so again you had i think i think that we had when we recorded you had been working out or something because you were dressed like it was july 2nd I, you were... I wasn't working out i was hauling stuff around the apartment okay so you were you were hot and sweaty you were ready to clean yourself i was in an exercise top you know i'd just been you know and then you are stymied by tepid water coming out of the bath right but i want that bath right so what do you do in that situation well this is where i'm slightly confused okay because if the hot water is off for your building there's nothing you can do in that situation. Well, I guess it's get not a off. hotel room and take a bath. No, it's not off. Sometimes they turn off different lines. Okay. There's something called the G line, which runs up one set of, and then there's like an F line. So we know sure. when they've turned off an F or G it's line. Like the subways. Right. But for water. It turns out that's not the problem at all, but we'll get to oh. that. Okay. Because we'll get to so it. So you're you're facing tepid water in the tub. Yes. But so you what don't have. But your apartment is is supplied by a few different hot water. Right. So supplies. there is hot water okay. coming out of the middle bathroom sink. Okay. Okay. So sponge what? Sponge bath in the middle bathroom. No, Dan. What you do is you get out your bins, your trusty bins that have oh, never no. ever let you down, and then you bucket brigade that shit. Oh, Jesus Christ! You put one t- bin under the t- tap while you carry the other one and dump it in. And then you do that for 40 minutes. Maureen. Okay. But then, then. So, I'm at it. But you have to be very, you're covetous of that hot water. Right. Because you've just bucketed it for 40 minutes. Sure. Like a little Victorian servant girl. Right. So, it's pretty hot. Okay. But you don't want to temper it with the cold water because you have no way of you warming. you for it. Yeah. You have no way of warming that water back up again. Right. It's not scalding, like it's it's sitable. It's like a hot, normal bath. Okay. It's not going to hurt your skin, but it's a little warmer. Whoa. That was like a half sneeze. Yeah. It's just a little warmer than normal. Okay. Now, Dan, also when I'm a little over, I get very uh, sensitive to temperature. Oh, good. Perfect. It does things to my blood pressure. Okay. Well, especially when I'm run down. Dan, yeah. I get in this water, my heart starts beating a mile a minute. I start feeling real tunnel visiony. Oh, good. Oh, I'm good. like, I have worked so hard. To, so I'm like, well, I'm not going to pass out in this tub. So I kind of drape my body over the side of good. the tub. Yeah. So I'm like, well, my head's out. So then I'm like, all right, Maureen, you have to get out of this tub. <laughs> so I get out and I kind of crawl to the bed where I lay with a fan on me for the next 40 minutes. Oh, Jesus Christ. With my legs propped up. But I had a nice time watching a TV show on my phone. So I had a nice little break there. Uh-huh. So, <clears throat> well, then I've gone back and now also the sh- other shower is only tepid water. So I think what's actually happened isn't a cutting of service, but something actually just wrong with the mechanism. So I have to call them and be like, it's not working right. We need to, to get it fixed. Dan, that's not, these are very first world problems. I'm just saying that yours truly here yeah. is always going to try to find a way. <laughs> I'm amazed that in addition to making yourself almost pass out from yep. the heat, you didn't also like throw your back out hauling that much water. Well, I would never, in order to get the bins out from under the tap, they couldn't be that full. <laughs> So it was a constant circle of me going back. Jesus Christ, Maureen. What? I'm a problem solver. What is your next book? Uh, Technically, right away. Okay. Like, Like when does it do? It's a different sort of book, but... 
oh, like February. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. But it's not to... a novel. It's That's not a novel. Fine. It's different. It's still going to exhaust you. You need to book that post-writing retreat. I really think this is a thing that would help you significantly. I always feel bad at the idea of taking entire days off. I know, but you need to. I we, am we want you around, Maureen. I know, and uh, you know what? Everybody needs to do that. Yeah. At, is it is it just that capitalism has taught us this? Is this a capitalism and Catholicism? I think those two things in com- combination for mm. you, yeah, <laughs> are a real mind fuck. I don't think Catholicism really. Yeah, I, I think, think it's so. more Protestant work. I think there's a reason it's called the Protestant work ethic. Yeah, but the Catholic guilt ethic is uh is strong um, as well. That never caught on with me because yes, I did. Definitely. I think everyone listening right now will agree with that statement. That's not where I got it from. Okay. I got it from my, like my mother. My mother okay. doesn't stop. My mother, when I had so many, when I was a kid, my mother had a full-time job with a lot of responsibilities. So she was either a nursing professor or a, like the, a nurse, like yeah. an active, like she was the uh, a medical professional. She also got, three more degrees after her first. Uh So she was always in school up until pretty recently. Yeah. And she took care of all my elderly relatives. Like she did on-site nursing care several several days a week. Okay. So we have raising a child, full-time job, doing nursing care and elderly parents and going to school all at once. Right. So she used to get up at 4.30 in the morning just to relax so she could sit for an extra half hour and just embroider. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to do that. I don't do that. I'm much, I'm incredible. So when I look at her, I'm like, I'm super lazy. You can give yourself a break because your body falls apart after this shit. You need to just kind of chalk that into the equation now, I feel like. The thing is, Dan, that once my body started moving again, I was very much after the illness. I was like, it's fixed. We can go. Like, don't stop. Don't stop. (laughs) It could stop at any moment. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what's good to do? Stopping. Mm. Dan, are you good at that? Uh, I am actually fairly good at that, I would say. Like when when we went to Disney last year, like I didn't fucking use my phone i didn't uh, donald trump was indicted and i did not write an indictment entry that's right that's true yeah i remember this mainly because um i as as we have talked many times before i keep a i keep a daily little notebook and uh I always, the way I've configured it, it's sort of like a to-do list-ish thing. And then in the evening, I reflect back on the day as sort of a series of bullet points. And then what I'm supposed to do is uh, go back through at the end of a month and look at each day and then do a reflection of the month. But last year, I fell very badly out of practice on that. And so this month, I have dedicated to reviewing last year's journals and doing those monthly reflections and one i uh just read yesterday when we went to disney last summer and how one and it was truly just like the joy coming off the page was wonderful Mm. uh but two i realized i fell out of practice because holy jesus looking back the first half of 2023 this year for me was a fucking shit show. And now I can understand why I didn't want to look back on it at the time. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, it's helpful now because now I'm like, oh, look at that. Things got better. But boy, that was a fucking shit show. Dan, there's something about, like, I'm so lucky to be able to do what I do. I'm just so lucky all the time that I'm like, how dare you? (laughs) How dare you, like, just sit around? Yeah, but you get to sit around. Like the the thing is, so this is like way, way, way back in Punk Planet days. Uh, production on Punk Planet was like a two week window, but then the final weekend was just like an absolute insane shit show. For probably we were around for thirteen years, or probably ten of those thirteen years. I would pack a bag and just bring it to the office. Well, not actually not for 10 because it wasn't, it was only in its own office for about half that time. 
Uh, but I would pack a bag and just live at the office for three days, most of which was awake. And then I would drop the thing at FedEx to go to the printer and uh, I would come home and I would get sick immediately, basically. And it was and I realized long like at that time, first it was like, wow, I'm sick again. Then I realized like, oh, I get sick literally every time. Like the next day I am sick because I pushed my body further than it would like to be pushed. And now it's going to get its fucking, you know, payback. And uh, I recognized that pattern and would plan for that pattern, you know, where it was like, okay, we're going to do this and it's going to take two or three days. I just am not going to be able to do shit, you know? Um, And I think it's good. Like, just because you are lucky to be able to do the work that you do doesn't mean that it takes a toll on you. Yeah, I mean, I know what I also I know that, for example, I know I have to turn on the fan, Dan, because I know, like I was like, well, after I do this, my body let me do it. It got me through. It right. pumped all this energy into me. And I'm like, I'm going to flare after this. It's going to be monstrous. Yeah. And flares mess with my settings. Sure. So they'll do things like they'll. They'll mess with my blood pressure, my vision, my sense of balance, my yeah. sense of temperature. Like I, all my settings go off. Yeah. So well, I have trouble Maureen with. says this as she now has a fan blowing at her full speed. <laughs> Turned out a little bit. I get. Yeah, I have. I have very. I have troubled sensing temperatures and I'll get. Yeah. But it also makes the whole body hurt. Yeah. Um, And it's fine. Like it's not hurting me, but it just feels terrible. Yeah. And that. And I know, I know, Dan, and I'm. this is always the part where I'm like, I find it's always a certain time that I'm like, oh, did you just Google how to rest or weird acupuncture treatments or yeah. <laughs> sensory deprivation tank? Like, what are, you, what are you looking for, Maureen? I just think that you should do an experiment. And with your next book, A, assume that whatever the deadline is, is going to be five days after that. And then book yourself some kind of all-inclusive warm nice place on a beach we are a little five bit days that. after that it's just by coincidence i'm going on a writing retreat with, yep but i'm allowed like if i if i just went and chilled out and wrote like slowly you know like no right. one's looking over your shoulder like yes but that is different <laughs> but you just you just need a place where you could shut off after all of the work you're allowed to just sit there and read if you want. I get it. So that, that, it that's what I would do anyway. But it's, right. in, it's, it's in a warm place. I get it. And I could float. If I wanted to float all day, people would be like, you go and you float. Yeah. I'm just saying that you should maybe be We're, a little nicer to old Maureen. Well, Dan, I'm also getting everything fixed. Because all yeah. the stuff I couldn't get fixed, like, for example, my dumb tooth. I finally went yeah. in. I was like, all right, get the dumb tooth fixed. And I thought yesterday's appointment, because they just had to clean up the hollow tooth and like get it ready for a crown. I thought that was going to be super quick. Dan, two hours. And he went in and he looked and he's like, look, and he had his assistant there. He's like, this is going to be a challenge, but all three of us are going to work together and we're going to get through this. Wow. Is how he started. That's a good start. He's an, my, I have the best dentist in New York. Uh He's great. He's very calm. It's like, as if the state of Connecticut was made into a man. That's what my dentist is like. He's yeah. very soft-spoken. And because it was way back here, very back, back tooth. I have a very tight jaw. They have trouble getting back there. He's like, this is going to be a challenge. They have to prop my jaw open. Two hours, Dan. Wow. Two hours I was in the chair. They tried five times to make a temporary and it failed. <laughs> so now I just have a little nubbin until next week I get the This was for on. a crown that fell off? No, this was for the root canal that I had done in September okay. that the temporary fell out because it was it was I had to get it crowned and I didn't have time to do it right away. Mm. So now I went in with my little Vesuvius tooth and yeah. I was getting it and they had to rebuild the crown. They have to do the core buildup and all this bullshit. Yeah. I not only did I not want to do it and was it painful, but I paid three thousand dollars for the privilege because yeah. that's how much dental work costs. Yep. 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 But while I was there, I was like, how many root canals have I had? They look five. It's five. Okay. I'm probably in that vicinity at this point. I had the real pleasure earlier this year. One of the many reasons that this past year was a real shit show was uh, I have had a few root canals that have failed after, you know, a decade or whatever. 
And the, my favorite was these two that, that suddenly went bad on me. Both of them, the guy was like, oh, look at that. You have another route. Like they just fucking invented a new route. Yeah. And, and American healthcare, if you're not in America, for some reason, we're like, here's your medical coverage. But for some reason, we're not going to include your eyes, your teeth. Healthcare yeah. stops at the chin in America, yeah. and then it jumps again to the brain, I guess. But uh, and I, ears, I think they allow, but ears none are, of this ears are partially allowed. I think none of the face. They yeah. don't want the face involved. They're yeah, like, if they're it's like, in your face, that's your problem. <laughs> we'll cover all bones, but your mouth bones. Yeah, and nothing squishy that's in your face. Yeah. They just have a real face prejudice. Yeah. So they don't cover your vision a lot of times, or they Do give you, you know a separate why that plan. Was? Do no. you know why the historical reason for that? It's because none of the founding fathers had faces. Oh. Little known fact. Wild. Yeah, they were all faceless. Now, I actually have dental insurance. I I get oh, my yeah, insurance dental through dental insurance is oh a joke. I have I have really fancy dental insurance through Oscar's work. Do yeah. you know how much of this root canal will cover? Zero. Uh, uh, I actually had to pay for the root canal as well. That was another. Yeah. Fifteen hundred dollars or whatever, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, it'll give me yeah, like two hundred. We have because we buy our own insurance for quite a while. We have had um, some years we will buy dental insurance and some years we won't. And the the part of me that is should be smarter should actually do the math on those years to see which year we actually spent more on, because I'm pretty sure that the amount that we pay a month versus the savings that comes for it yeah. versus the out-of-pocket that follows is going to be more than if we just paid out-of-pocket to begin with. I think I think they pay for like your normal checkups and cleanings. They'll yeah, only but only pay for once. Uh, I thought ours. it was every- I think it's like yeah. basically only once or maybe it's yeah, every six months or whatever. Yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, anyway. My doctor looked at my dumb teeth. He's like, basically, you should come in every week. <laughs> <laughs> Your dumb teeth made of sand. I hate my mouth. So now I'm getting everything fixed. Well, that's good. One more thing. I got a busted finger. Got to get that fixed. That's Wait, just what? a... I've had a busted finger for four months. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. What do it's you been, mean a busted finger for it's three four months. months? Three months, actually. Three months. Uh, I don't know. I just injured it probably through a repetitive injury walking the dog or something but it's been the joints swollen it hurts like it hurts to move it and i'm oh, like I it's can see when you hold that up that yeah it's, it's swollen it's, yeah, yeah right there it's been swollen for like two months wait <laughs> it really hurts had it looked at no that's something I, I have to get that looked at that must have been fun to type for, for with for a long time it hurts yeah i bet yeah it's pretty painful it's not super painful, though. It only hurts sometimes. <laughs> the thing is, you just, you know what I mean? Like, you store your stuff up, and you're like, okay, when I'm done this thing, I can go get all this stuff fixed. Yeah. Tooth, finger, haven't done the finger yet. Um, lungs, doing lungs. All right, good job on the lungs. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just go, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, when I'm done work, I'll well get my car fixed or whatever. I don't have a yeah. car, I just have a finger. You know, finger <laughs> car. The old finger car. Why are we, I have to, guys, forgive me. It's, it's the kind of weird tired jag I'm going on where I'm talking about myself too much and I want you, but I also want you to know that, um, like it's okay to be a giant mess. It's in fact desirable because life is messy and we're all just weird bags of parts gloobling along like this is all how we like just we're not all like hey what's up we're all like so like our weird parts bags they get tired they get weird our fingers get weird and we go and that that's just how we are and that's fine like it's just be like your and it's okay to be like fuck this i just want to lay in bed and just be tired and boy i'm tired and i'm still tired and i will never not be tired and it, you're just and it's fine this is true when fine. you're in Sezuvu, you show up as you are and you are fully accepted. Yep. Everybody is like, yeah, it'll lay down. Or if you don't want to lay down, stand up. Like, you know, just do what you like. <laughs> Dress how you like, do what you like. Arrive as you wish. I like it. I forgot, Dan. That's trouble. For two, I've forgotten I, I only have so many spoons. I think yeah. I when you get excited because you get more spoons, you're like, I have an unlimited number of spoons. Yep. Nah, I have to. I every once in a while, I gotta count them. Oh, 
This is why you need the not writing retreat. Nah. Up your spoons. More work. More work. Do it more. Do it more. No. More commitments. More commitments. <laughs> why? Well, why? Why, Dan? Why? That's just how you roll. But Dan. That's how I roll, too. This week, I'm pretty happy because we yeah. have something really, really wonderful talk, to talk about. Because we want to talk about a man, a man with a dream, a man who, who said, who zigged when others zagged, yep. who wanted a job so bad. A man who said, a man who made his own way. You know what I mean? A oh, man yeah. Who, a, man who, a man who decided to live creatively and fully. Yep. Um, and you can only applaud that. Oh, definitely. You can really only applaud that. We are, of course, talking about the illustrious career of George Santos. Oh. That came to an end last week. No, Dan. The House of Representatives voted to expel him after their ethics committee published the results of their investigation into his many, 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 You're going to make me start singing the theme song from, from, from men, 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 like, yeah, that. I don't know what that is. It's the two and a half men song. My dad watches it a lot. And the whole theme song is. What the fuck are you talking about? You've never heard that theme song? I don't even know what you're talking about. What is two and a half men? Seriously? Yeah. It's like a very misogynistic sitcom. Used to star Charlie Sheen. Oh, that's not still a show, though. I don't think so, but it's my dad always had it on, and it just has this theme song that goes, men, 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 and it just sounded like that, and then it started, and you were doing it. I was like, stop the men song that's going through my head. I definitely got into that jag where you've said a word enough that it no longer sounds like anything. Yeah, but definitely the song, I was like, stop it. Oh, the song that goes through my head. Anyway, the guy lied a lot. Yeah, he's a diamond, and we won't see his like again for a long time. His expulsion does trim the Republicans' already slim majority in the House by one. It sets up a special election in the New York suburbs this fall. So that should be fun. That's nice. And uh, is genuinely hilarious for a whole bunch of different reasons. And it feels good, Maureen. Yeah. In a week where most of the news is truly harrowing and awful, to instead take a look back on the many, 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 many lies that this man has told in his life. I queued him up. I'm ready. We should almost have music under this. This, this. Like graduate. Da, 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 da. <laughs> What's your favorite royalty free song? I love royalty free songs. Dad. Well, Maureen, we can reach back. We've discussed these, some of these many, 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 many lies before. We can reach back to the college that he didn't attend. Baruch, which he claims not only did he graduate from with degrees in economics and finance in 2010, but also where he was the star of their volleyball team. Mm. He said he could have been the star of their basketball team or his vo- or their volleyball team, but he chose volleyball because it was easier. Yeah. Quote, we were champions across the Northeast Corridor. Every school that came up against us, they were shaking at the time. None of okay. it was true. Okay. He did not attend the school. He did not play on their volleyball team. Their volleyball team were not champions. Mm-hmm. Even before that, when he lived in Brazil, he was charged with stealing the checkbook of a man his mother worked for and writing $700 worth of checks under a fake name. He admitted to that crime back in Brazil and then left for the U.S. and stopped getting back to them. Mm. So that seems that seems useful. Uh, In 2016, he claims that he was mugged in Queens on his way to pay hundreds of dollars in back rent to his landlord. Yeah. Though there is no police record of that mugging ever taking place. This was one of three different times that Santos was evicted. Right. He was uh, he was evicted a couple years before in 2014 and then one time a year later in 2017. He sounds like an insanely terrible roommate. 
Mm. Curb did an interview <laughs> with his roommate uh, of 2014. God bless. He moved in to a two-bedroom apartment that had Santos, his mother, and sister already living in it. Mm. Uh, quote, it was a two-bedroom and a one-bathroom, but they promised to make a partition in the living room that could become my bedroom because the living room was huge. But when I got there, they said they couldn't do the partition, that they had bought the materials, but it was impossible, so they had lost money, blah, blah, blah. But there were no signs at all that they'd attempted to do the work. No marks on the walls, no from pencils, no dust or anything like that. They ultimately gave me Anthony's bedroom, and Anthony slept in the living room. There wasn't even a sheet on the couch. He slept on it with no cover. Anyway, the roommate was always curious because uh, Anthony would just spend all day uh, on the on his computer. He asked him what he did. He told him he was a reporter for the Brazilian newspaper Globo, which he was not. Later, quote, he told me that he was a model and that he worked at New York Fashion Week and that he met all the Victoria's Secret models and would be in Vogue magazine. Nice. Uh, over the time that he lived there, Santos kept bringing more and more people into the apartment, sort of l lining the lining the living room with air mattresses. Uh, and so it, there were at least two more roommates, but also many, many uh, guests that would come and stay for a while. And according to this roommate, nobody had keys. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. That guy eventually left. They began to let him know that he was unwelcome by hiding all of the food and water. <laughs> Apparently, they would stack bottles of water in his mother's room so that this roommate couldn't get it. Not entirely sure if there was water or not in the place, but it seems like they were, uh, you know, doing that. Another different roommate years later says that Santos stole his Burberry scarves mm -hmm. and later wore one of them to a Stop the Steel rally. So can Santos... What's can that? I just can I just say that just from what we've heard so far? Yeah. Here's the thing about all of this. Yeah. Non-New York people might listen to all that and say, my God, why would anyone do that? But let me just say that trying to live in New York yeah. is bananas. Yeah. And you will put up with a lot. Yeah. You will live with absolute weirdos. You will live in situations where people were like, one time I sublet from a woman who um was like, I'm leaving the city for six months to go make jewelry in Arizona. You can sublet my apartment. I'll clear it out for you. And I arrived and she left everything in the apartment. Every Everything. She hadn't taken anything away. She'd shoved it all under like sofas and into like spare, like it was only one studio. It was one room. She also left a, a bicycle with two deflated tires in the middle. It was a studio, again, Dan, there's really just the one room. It had a loft, triangular loft bed that had a foam mattress that you could fall off of and die either by like the, the just falling or there was like a, a ladder. Um, it backed up onto a parking lot off Broadway where sex workers would use the parking lot. No problem yep. with the sex workers. Sure. It was just that um, the encounters were loud and often involved screaming. Yeah. And those screams because of the echoes, just yeah. the way it, the the acoustics work, it sounded like someone was screaming in oh, my nice. Yes. Um, and the sex traffickers that worked with the sex workers yeah. would camp out on the front steps. Okay. Um, well, that's nice. Actually, at least I, they kind of knew my comings and goings. So it was like, I kind of actually like, it's kind of nice to know. They always were like, Hey, what's going on? And yeah, you know, it felt like I had security. Um, but I was like, it's a steal. <laughs> The fridge door fell off at one point. Like that, it's just like I once they try. I tried. I was looking at apartments at Queens. One of them had a basketball-sized hole in the floor. No, and I said, "There's a basketball-sized hole in the floor." They're like, "Put a chair over it." And I was like, "Okay, you know, like yeah, if you drop it's anything, true. it's gone." Like it just. I mean, put rolls like an down. easy chair over it. I mean, that's or you know, they'll just be like a toilet in the kitchen, and you'll be like, "There's a toilet in the kitchen," and they're like, yeah. "Convenient." Totally. You will see. So when you hear this, it's like, this isn't the worst story I've ever heard. Yeah. Well. Okay. So he was living with his mother and okay. his sister okay. and a never ending supply of roommates mm -hmm. in 2014, which is odd because his mother apparently 
according to him, yeah. first died in one of the towers on September 11th. In 2001. Then, yeah, in 2001. Oh. And then later, uh, that was changed to she died of uh, health issues due to being uh, overwhelmed by the collapse of the towers. Right. Uh, but, of course, neither was true. And right. she is still alive. Oh. And she was in Brazil on September 11th. Oh, okay. Uh, he claimed that his grandparents died in the Holocaust. Oof. They didn't. Oof. Partially because he also claimed to be Jewish, which he isn't. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, you know, a little less, uh, a little less there. Uh, he has a very muddled work record from before running this guy? office. Okay. I know it's weird. He claimed to have worked at Citigroup and Goldman Sachs, but worked at neither. He did mm -hmm. help run a Ponzi scheme for a while called Harbor Capital. He claims that another company he ran, which never, uh, but he never has specified what that company was, had four employees die in the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando. Mm -hmm. Though the New York Times reviewed all 49 people killed in that shooting and none of them have worked for any companies in Santos's bios. He ran a few nonprofits around dog rescues. We've talked about these at length before. Somehow that do those dog rescues involved stealing puppies from Amish breeders and raising money for a homeless veteran's dog to get surgery, but just pocketing that cash. <sighs> Seemed to pocket a lot of cash in, uh, in these various nonprofits. Uh, once in office, according to Santos, things really went wild in his life. He claims that his niece was kidnapped by Chinese communists from a playground in Queens in retaliation for his public comments against the Chinese Communist Party. Though the New York Times looked into it, they talked to a uh, police spokesman who said, quote, we found nothing to suggest it's true. I'd lean into he made it up. <laughs> uh, he told Brazilian TV that there had been an assassination attempt on his life. Quote, we have already suffered an attempt on my life an assassination attempt, a threatening letter, having to have the police, a police escort standing in front of our house. I love this sentence because he's dialing it down as he's saying it. Mm. Attempt, an assassination attempt, a letter, maybe the yeah. police, one cop. Yeah, like literally from there's bit, I've suffered an attempt on my life. He's he's now the next step is I got a ring camera. Yeah, yeah. You go from assassination attempt to a threatening letter very, very quickly. There is, of course, no record of any of this happening. Right. And then once he was in office, Maureen, he just dialed up the grift. Cool. There's records of him having staffers called donors pretending to be Kevin McCarthy's chief of staff mm -hmm. to raise money from them. He used donors' credit card numbers and identities to buy stuff for himself. Uh, and when he wasn't doing direct identity theft, he was doing much more simple campaign finance violations, spending at least $50,000 of campaign donations on himself, mm -hmm. buying things like Hermes bags, makeup at Sephora, meals, and paying for OnlyFans, mm -hmm. which to me is the most confusing thing about it all. Because this is someone this dishonest, but honest enough to pay for OnlyFans. Now. Do you not have to pay for OnlyFans? I think that there are plenty of places on the internet where you can acquire OnlyFans right. content. Okay. Dan, here's why he's a great man. Yeah. Some I hate people that lie a little. But <laughs> when you when you do this, yeah. I'm like, okay. Now we have something. Yeah. He he this guy has too few of us just go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he went for it. Too few of us just say, what if I went to the max? What if I went all the way? Yeah, that's true. What if I I can dream big and then I can dream bigger yeah. and then I can dream bigger than that? Biggest. I can dream biggest. Yeah, he definitely dreamed, dreamed biggest. He definitely dreamed biggest. And he, he is unrepentant i i have met one path i met a pathical liar logical liar once yeah. in college and it was fascinating because i i was totally unprepared because i didn't know people did this yeah i didn't know people just made up stuff yeah and then he would just say more and more things 
that I was, he was like, my girlfriend died. And I was like, oh no. And then I realized the story of how his girlfriend died kept changing. Yeah. And, you know, it was a car accident, but he was in the car, then the car was behind him and the car was, and then, then he was like, but I, I'm failing all my classes, but the reason is I'm secretly studying at another university in my time. And I was like, what? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm taking Russian at UPenn. And I said, cool. Where are your books? And he just, and I said, they're in my car. And I said, yeah. cool. I have time. Nothing going on right now. Let's <laughs> go to your car. And then he just stared at me, went completely blank and left the room. It was wild. They only can, they're, they're, when they're, you, when you get a fabulist, they can only go, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. He's a dreamer. On his way out the door, he threatened to expose basically the rest of the New York uh, congressional delegation for various corruption and things like that, listing things directly. Mm. uh, But it's a little hard to believe it all. Why? I don't know. Here's my question to you, Maureen. Okay. As noted New York Times bestselling author Maureen Johnson, how long till this dude has a book deal? Okay, let me think about this. I think I know which publisher it'll be. Yeah. Um, Simon & Schuster, there's one division that has a real soft spot for these kind of guys. Yeah, definitely. The trouble the trouble with him is nobody, none of that, that the people that publish those kind of books, they don't mind if you're a liar, if you're a war criminal, if you're whatever. That doesn't bother them. But what would bother them is if you didn't deliver. So if you signed yeah. a book with him, I think you would be like, we're never going to get this book. Right. Or th- that the content might have legal problems or whatever, but I don't know. They could probably get around that. But uh, I just feel like they'd be worried about delivery. <laughs> yeah. And that they could put clauses in there that's like, if you don't deliver, you have to like pay us back or something. Right. But um uh, let's just say that someone is willing to take that chance. Mm, six months. Yeah. I, I would assume the book deal will be quick in coming and long in being delivered. Uh, I really want to talk to the person that actually gets hired to write this book. Oh, yeah. Because that's what they'll do is they'll be like, okay, you're going to do, do the George Santos book. And the reason with the delivery problems is that he'll just, you'll just be so mired in his weird stories that you'll never be able to finish it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'd really want to, cause I've seen some people that have some, have had some pretty weird ghostwriting jobs with fascinating yeah. stories, but this one is a, it'd be a real, I would take that job. Whew. You and me. Put this out in the world. You and me, Dad. Right now. We're ready. Call us. We could just do it. We yeah. don't even need to interview him. Fuck no. Just That's give it. the beauty. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. No. Just that make is, that shit up. Maybe that's the key. Well, he doesn't yet have a book deal, but he did already get on Cameo. Mm-hmm. 150 bucks a pop. Yep. He is currently, I just looked, he is temporarily unavailable. Oh, no. I know. I think maybe he realized that that that's a lot of work. Does he live in Brazil part of the time? Uh, I don't know that he can go to Brazil right now <laughs> due to the uh, outstanding warrant crimes yeah. of uh, of of the checkbook. In fact, in in reading, uh, I it said that Brazil was sort of reopening the case. Right. So I, I'm not entirely sure he can get he can get to Brazil. Even though he, it does say he is temporarily available, you can just message him for 20 bucks. Who would do that? Uh, what does that even mean? I would I'd say if you have, have a corporate, if you have button. a corporate expense account, start messaging George Santos immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then, Maureen Johnson. But then immediately call the credit card and say that that was a fake charge or something. So totally. that's only fair. He burned fast and bright, Maureen. 
he burned a lot longer than anyone would maybe have expected. I mean, I think he's proven a couple of different things. One, he has proven that campaign finance law is like just so full of loopholes that you can drive trucks through them. Right. Had he not been such a fabulist, I'm sure he could get away with almost any of the campaign finance stuff that he ended up doing. Now, Dan, actually, what brought him down? Like, how did it what triggered the 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 come down? I mean, the very first thing was a was a Long Island newspaper, like total all the way down or Long Island or whatever part of New York he lives in. Right. Like just a full on local news org that was like, this dude doesn't seem totally on the up here. And then New York Times picked that up. New York Times has definitely driven a lot of it forward. Uh but it, you know, I mean, it turns out there's, it's very easy to, it's, it's a very easy onion to peel once you begin peeling that onion. Because I don't know, this might come as a surprise, but he doesn't seem to be the brightest bulb. But, but even, that was a while ago. Like what? Yeah. How did we get from there to here? Oh, okay. So, well, uh, eventually, because, so all of this came to light before he had started in Congress. Yeah. Right. Um, But because the Republican majority was so slim, uh, they were basically willing to keep him around until uh, finally the feds put some charges on him probably a month or two ago. Right. And the House Ethics Committee, that kind of corresponded with their investigation, which which. Was. I think far more than they really had expected. So the the federal charges, even when those first dropped, there were plenty of Republicans that were like, well, we're going to have to just wait this out. You know, we're going to have to see if they really prosecute this guy and if he, you know, is convicted. But then the it seemed that the the true tide turn was the House ethics uh, actually coming back and being like, the dude is stealing money. Like, you know, and, and this is at a time when House Republicans are already about as diminished and thought of as being pieces of shit as possible. So right. this was an opportunity to uh, show that they can kind of take care of their own house. That said, you know, I think about half the Republicans voted to keep him. So, um, but yeah, that seems to be the kind of the straw that ultimately claimed it. That and the fact that like the New York, the New York Republicans had been getting louder and louder about kind of wanting to be done with him. Right. I think their hope is that they can win the special election still. I mean, look, they somebody voted this guy in in the first place and didn't seem all that bothered when all the stuff came out. They they were not. Dan. We're not going to get. George Santos is a beautiful, bright spot. Yeah. We're starting to see the articles now that are basically titled, You're None of Us Are Ready for 2024. Yeah. Like, the, the, I, I feel vindicated by that because you've been saying that for at least a solid year. You said yeah. that before 2024 even began. It ha- still hasn't. I meant 2023. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Don't worry. We're correct. not there yet. Uh, I, the, the Atlantic had a big one that was like, none of us are prepared. I was like, you're goddamn right we're not. That's why we're here, Dan. That's right. We're here as the group you come to. We're not here to explain anything. Nope. <laughs> never have been, Dan. I think we we never really thought we were, but I think that maybe in some of our, maybe at moments we thought, we could do we ever think we could explain i think yes yeah maybe but we learned that lesson long ago yeah we were so naive we were so young and so we didn't Innocent. know we didn't know dad we're we so dumb know. we didn't know nothing it's we didn't a bunch know of dumb no- babies is what we were we were a bunch of dumb babies yeah and now here we are yeah. Going into our third Trump campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, we we're the- just we are just barely a month away from the Iowa caucus. Oh. Yep. And again, this is the third in the franchise. Yeah. 
And I, I'm pretty sure the last in the franchise for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Um, one, if he wins, I don't think we do elections anymore. <laughs> There's that. Uh, if he loses, I think he goes down. We get another guy, another terrible person. Oh, I mean, well, d- damn, we didn't even celebrate. Henry Kissinger went down this week. That's true. Satan finally said yes today. Yeah. At a hundred. Yeah. A hundred. Clean hundo. I believe that it is wrong to celebrate bad things happening to people. Oh, I it's, dis- no. disagree. Wait. For you personally, not for them. Like, just, you know. But death itself is not a bad thing. It is just a thing. Like, it is yeah. just a... It's just a natural process. Yeah. And we have no way of knowing even that it's bad. Right. So it's just a thing. Uh, He was a terrible, terrible, terrible man who was a mass murderer. Worse than any serial killer that has ever lived. Yeah. Um, Truly evil down to his bones. Yeah. Um. And him not being able to kill any more people is a good thing. Yeah. Which is why everyone was celebrating. Yeah. I mean, one of the true monsters of the century. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. There were a lot of monsters in that last century, but he was yeah. he was way up there. Yeah. It does, does, does the old heart proud to know that Jimmy Carter outlasted him. Jimmy Carter is a... We had a genuinely good human being as president once. Yeah, I think that was the last time. He was a, it may have been the only time as far as we know. Like, we don't really know much about some of those guys with big mustaches, but (laughs) you know what? There were a lot of those. Yeah, like it was all different then, you know, but this guy, I mean, he genuinely did his best. Yeah, seems that way. And has always proven to be a, a real genuine human being. Yeah. And I remember hearing once a, like the criticism of him was that he was maybe one of the smartest presidents and he knew so much about subjects that he had trouble making decisions because he was so aware of all the facts. Right. That it was hard to navigate a course of action. Right. But he was always trying to do a genuinely humane thing. Right. So, you know, Good um, job, Jimmy Carter, he's still alive. Uh, his, his wife, unfortunately has passed. Um, Jimmy is ill, but you know, like wish that guy. Well, Oh, that yeah. guy, you know, if he can still hold a hammer, he's trying to like build a house for somebody. Totally. And you know, how many of these fuckers can you say that about? Not many. Not that's many. For sure. So, you know, Dan, I'm, we were just saying, you know, we are here to help because we were talking about making a coping workbook for next year. Yeah. And maybe I think we do it sort of like picture pages or something uh, or where we kind of pitch it in the podcast. Like this week, what? how are we going to think about coping this week? What can you put in your notebook this week? Oh, I like that idea. Like how can we, what are we together going to do this week <laughs> to not, to not to like to not just get through 2024 but thrive for we must thrive dan we must not let these elements defeat us back when the teen was a young child and back when minecraft was not the juggernaut that it is now i learned about minecraft from a geeky friend this was back when it was like a beta thing and uh and I introduced it to the teen who at the time was probably, I don't know, six or something like that. There were like two people that did YouTube videos about Minecraft at the time. And one was called Minecraft Survive and Thrive. And I feel like that's what you're suggesting. Yeah. Survive and Thrive. Survive and Thrive. Yeah. I I even want to. We're going to have a great year. (laughs) Now, Dan. Whoosh. Dan, you know why? You know why? You know why? Yeah. Because we will be brought closer together. Okay. By this experience and be made more aware of the humanity of others. 
All right. I don't know but that I buy it, but it's fine. Dan, we're workshopping. All right. It's look, I'm not going to allow what my dentist said yesterday like, look, this is going to be this is going to be difficult. We're all going to work together and get through it. That's too much in front of a dental procedure and that's too much in front of 2024. <laughs> we're going to go into 2024 with a sense of ease. Okay. Sounds great. Dan. I'm on board. Sounds correct. Dan, we must not grip the reins too tightly. (laughs) We will, we are going to ride the ride. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds good. Dan. On that note. These are, it's going to be healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely the first word that pops to mind when thinking of 2024 is healthy. What do you think we're going to sound for sound like even by March? Because <sighs> by March, we'll be into Trump trial one. Yeah, we'll be into Trump trial one. We'll also have hit Super Tuesday. So he will have locked it in. Um, Was there some delay on one of the trials this week or something? Uh, the The Georgia which has yet to get uh, an actual trial date. Right. Trump's defense team has basically said, if he wins, then this can't happen until 2029. Right. Which isn't really theirs to dictate. But the the Georgia judge has said that it's still going to take some time before he sets a date because Trump's 2024 is already so crowded. Yeah, it, it it does. That is an interesting question. If you know, if he wins, do they just go ahead with trials? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's they're banking on the answer there being no. Part of the reason why they are putting this um, request in on Georgia is because he can't pardon himself from Georgia. Right. Right. Like. The Fed, the federal trials, if he wins, he will almost certainly pardon himself on January 1st. And then that's that. Right. Um, but Georgia and the and the weak New York one, uh, he can't pardon himself from those. Right. So it is up to the judge in Georgia to decide whether whether he wants that smoke, as they say. Dan, we're going to it's going to be great. Mm hmm. Let's go in. We're going to work on ways of going and going in and going through feeling good. <laughs> Sounds great. Sometimes you got to use the bins to fill your tub. <laughs> and then you got to get out of that tub and lay in bed for a while. It's perfect. Says who? 2024 is coming. Get your bins. Is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. That's our Patreon where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. And that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club, my favorite club. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter, at Says Who at omfg.town on Mastodon. Hey, that's H-E-Y at Says Who Podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the Fan Run Discord server, you can visit tinyurl.com slash Says Who Discord. You can spread the word, subscribe, and leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen. You can join us next Wednesday, December 13th, for our very next episode. Though, as I say that, Maureen, I realize we might need to record that on Monday the 11th. All I'm right. Be traveling on the twelfth. Oh, where are you going? Going back to uh, going back to suburban Cincinnati to hang out with Akila Hughes again. Nice. We're gonna rock it. I'm very excited. That's the one little light in 2024, Maureen. Is that podcast will see the light of day, and it is going to be good. There's going to be a lot of lights. I don't know about that. Anyway, from my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. I just reminded of that Zoom call I was on with all my my everybody the team at Harper and I was like we we're talking about 2024 and the book coming out and I was like yeah. 
well, we're going to need to do something fun because next year is going to be terrible. And they all looked at me like I was a goddamn serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) When does the book come out anyway? August. That's amazing. August 6th. That's great. It's a much better release date than the yeah, Nine real, Liars. The January timeline that you did oh, on. Jan- the, the release, Nine Liars was released last December 27th, which is a really, really tough release date. Yeah. Um, it's messy. So oh, this yeah. one will, will be out in August, which means it'll be out for the fall. That's the fall yeah, book. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, it'll be like a probably a late summer tour. I love uh, it. So it won't suck. Uh, yeah. And events like throughout the fall. So, you know, it's that a rules. back to school and yeah, it's Boom. a summer book. If you want she's on some vacation and it's also a back to school book. So look at that. It's nice. Two lights in 2024. Yeah. Do I have another book out? No, but I am writing a second set of mystery, like another the mystery thing. I'm, I'm writing a different mystery thing, which is the thing I have to write in January and February. You got it. You got this. I just need maybe a couple days off. I yeah. think that. I, you can you can cure a lot with a day or two off and, and, a, and to drink more and drink more water. That's generally good advice. <laughs> day or two off, drink some water. That's really all that's probably necessary. That and you saying your name. I have an event tonight, by the way. What? Yeah, I have an event tonight. What kind of event? Uh, I'm going to be with Cassie Clare at Union Square, Barnes and Noble. This will have already happened, but we're doing a big book event, six p.m. Wow. tonight. Yeah, look at that. My good friend Cassie has a great new, uh, her first adult fantasy novel, Swordcatcher. Well, it's been out for a while, but it's great. So I'm very happy about that. So later on, I got to turn myself into a person and put makeup on and stuff. You'll be good. Yeah, you got fine. this. Oh yeah. All right. Go I'm ahead like and... one of the. I'm like a. I host a lot of stuff. That's fun. They frequently call up, say, "Morning, come over and host," and I host, and you get this. Yeah, that's why. Yep. Gonna they be want great. That, they want that smoke. Gonna be a great year. Gonna be so good. 2024. I'm Maureen Johnson. That was Maureen Johnson. And I this did has it. Been... I did it. You did? I did it while you were doing it. Okay. Well, this has been Says Who. And it will continue to be Says Who. Yeah. It's gonna be fine, you guys. Just stick together. Everybody hold hands. Don't shake your head. Hold hands, everybody. We're going in.